everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is Christina Johnson, Chief People Officer at Okta. Over the last year or so, the company has been transitioning to a dynamic work model, which some might say is the wiser, older sibling of remote or distributed work. We discuss the many benefits of dynamic work, who stands to benefit from it the most, and what companies should keep in mind before making the transition. Enjoy the episode. Christina, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. At Okta, you lead the global people function, and you're responsible for, among other things, talent acquisition, talent development, culture, people initiatives. Today, we're going to talk about one initiative in particular that's certainly topical right now and of interest to all of those functions, dynamic work environments. What's the definition of a dynamic work environment and... If there is such a thing, what does an ideal one look like? I think in the most simple terms, dynamic work environment is basically distributed. It's remote employees. But the important thing is that organizations define that clearly, uh, what, what it means for that organization, because it is a term that could be confusing for employees. For Okta, it essentially means that we are growing our headcount at a faster pace than we're growing our physical footprint. So we have increasing populations of employees that are remote. Um, if there is such a thing as an ideal work environment, I'm not sure there is. I would say it is an environment where we find the talent that we need wherever they are located, and we make sure we have the technology stack and the workplace environment that enables them to be productive. Okay, and why is this important within the context of talent acquisition? It's critically important because it's more challenging than ever to find tech talent, especially for us looking for cybersecurity, looking for AI, all of the security skills that we are looking for, it's increasingly challenging to find that skill set. And if you add to that, you're trying to find the skill set within close geographic um, uh, location to an office, it's it's even more challenging. So the idea is that when we find this talent, then we can enable them with the technology and the, the stack. So it opens up the talent sourcing at the top of the funnel in a big way. Right. So it allows companies to source talent from a much larger pool of candidates. Does this approach work across the board, or is it more effective or applicable to certain groups of professionals, for example, software developers? Yeah, absolutely. I think dynamic can work across a wide range of um, lines of business. I think it's an interesting question because it's not for everyone. There are people that just don't like working from home, uh, or there are people that they can't work from home. They don't have the space. They have small children or roommates. It's just not conducive for them. But it is perfect for people that are more productive working from home, and there are many of those people out there. But it's really important to think about what roles in your organization would be conducive to dynamic work. There are some that are not. If you have um, new grads or if you have uh, employees that are newer in their careers, they're still learning their trade and they're learning from each other, those are not always the best roles for remote or dynamic work. Okay, so in a nutshell, it's, it's best for people who can work autonomously. In general, I would say yes. Yes, that's true. So as an example, at Okta, we have what we call our SDRs or our BDRs, and they're mm-hmm. inside sales, and they're typically employees that are newer in their career. Sometimes they're new grads. And they really, there's an energy that they get from sitting in the room together uh, with inside sales, and there's also institutional knowledge that they learn from each other. So having that, those specific roles suddenly be all distributed and not all together in one place probably would not be 
I can imagine that there are still aspects of, of that setup that are challenging, both for individuals and the companies they work for. In your experience, what are some of those challenges? Well, it sounds easy, but when you start working through the logistics, it gets it gets tricky really quickly. Um, just questions like where do employees put their their things? Where do they put their work files? Where do they put their personal things? Um, how do they store that? Should they have to log in and have a reservation system for a desk, or can they just show up and, and choose an open desk? So, what if an employee arrives and doesn't have a space to uh, sit and work? So, those are some of the challenges that when you're when it's actually in practice and not just in theory you start running into, and then it can affect morale, it can affect employees' you know, satisfaction and engagement, it can also affect productivity, so you need to be thoughtful about those things in advance. Is it a new development for you, or is it something that you've been championing for, for quite some time already? No, this is new, and yep. I think that it's new for most organizations, but I, I am a big believer that it is the way of the future. I think 10 or 15 years from now, many organizations will have more remote employees than they have on-site employees, and it's technology that's driving that change. And at Okta, our whole purpose is enabling anyone to use any technology from anywhere. So this is this is what we do. And so I do believe that as we move forward, as technology iterates, as it gets better, that will enable a much more distributed workforce than we see today. What would you say the main benefits of, of working dynamically are? Yeah, there's so many. Mm. I think that it's increased productivity, it increases employee satisfaction, So there's so many positives, and a big one is also cost. Obviously, when companies are operating in some of the most expensive cities in the world, being able to increase their headcount without increasing that physical footprint is huge. And where is there room for improvement still? It's all about mindset shifts. I think mm -hmm. it's really important the the logistics of telling people to be remote or or assigning your your physical footprint so that it's not one to one desk space. That's the hard part is shifting the mindset, especially of the managers, and it starts with trust. There has to be uh, a great deal of trust between employees and their manager so that if you don't see your employee, you still know they're working. You still know they're productive, and that's relatively new. Um, you know, I think that that's been very recent in our evolution. I think that helping employees to understand how they can be productive working remote, helping managers to understand how they can effectively manage employees that don't sit right outside their office so they don't see every day, that's the piece where we have to do a lot of education uh, for our workforces. What advice would you give to companies that are interested in rolling out a remote or distributed work policy? I think the, important, the one piece of advice I would give is one size doesn't fit all. Mm. So it is, it's important to be really thoughtful when you roll this out. Don't assume everyone's going to be thrilled to be able to work from home. Like, like we discussed earlier, everyone
empowering them to do what they need to do and then holding them accountable. It doesn't matter whether they're sitting outside your office or you see them every day or not, they're still accountable for their deliverables. Could you go into a little more detail um, about using a pilot program in the initial phases? Absolutely. And yeah. test pilot is, is the first step. I mean, yeah. be thoughtful about what group you choose. At Octo, we ran our very first test pilot in our London office, and we had a lot of learning from that. As an example, when we rolled it out as a test pilot in London, we did have a reservation system. So for employees that wanted to come in to the office, they were required to fill in and reserve a desk. That ended up not being a great practice. So mm. when we rolled it out in the US, there's no reservation system. Now we have what we call neighborhoods. So if you're in, if you work in HR, you show up to the HR neighborhood and you put the available available desk and you don't have to reserve. So there were issues with employees reserving a desk and then they didn't show up, issues with the technology itself. And so that's an example of just one small example of many things we learned and we were able to iterate and make changes when we rolled it out. So you're saying that employee feedback is a, a very important part of the process. It's key. It's key. Yep. You have to do it. Like I said, you can't assume this is going to be a positive and everyone's going to love it. Some people will, some people won't. So it's very important that employees feel like this is something they're a part of and that they have uh, they have a say in it and they, their input's important and it's not just something that's being done to them. It's also really important to get employee feedback because you don't want your employees to think this is all about cost savings, like the, the company's just trying to save money because that's not what it's about, but if you are engaging employees and having dialogue in advance, you're able to avoid you know, those misconceptions. Christina, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your insight. It was great talking with you. Thanks once again for tuning in to the Hiring Success Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts so that you never miss a new episode. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed today's show, then please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply share it with anyone who would find value in the content. Want to learn more about talent acquisition, the world of work, and what people like Christina Johnson are doing to drive hiring success? Then visit our newly relaunched site, HiringSuccess.com. That's www.HiringSuccess.com.